are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Mariners, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Thank you so much for making Locked On Mariners your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today is Tuesday, October 19th, 2021. I am your host, Titan Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more. Also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information. It is mock trade Tuesday here on Locked On Mariners. Colby's compiled some Mariners trade proposals from baseballtradevalues.com, which is a highly entertaining website, especially if you're looking for a good laugh. About 98% of the trades on there are truly just awful, terrible, no good whatsoever. And then there's a few good ones that end up sneaking on through. I have not seen the uh, trades that Colby has uh, put together here, so I'll be reacting alongside you and should be a good time, or at least an interesting one. If you like what you hear, give the show a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this. We greatly appreciate it. So, Colby, what do you got for me, man? The baseball trade value gods were not as kind this week as they were back in, you know, the first week we did this. They're not, not... so many god awful trades, but certainly some uh, eyebrow raisers. Let's say so. Okay, let's start. Let's start with one that I just I don't understand anybody's thought process at all. Um, okay, Mariners Reds. The Mariners trade mm-hmm. Mitch Haniger and Isaiah oh Campbell. Okay, they receive Shogo Akiyama. Nick Senzel okay. and uh-huh. Edley De La Cruz. What? Do you have any idea who that is? <laughs> no, I do not. I, I have no clue. Edley who that De La is. Cruz is a 19 year old uh, who is a solid prospect. Baseball trade values loves him almost ridiculously. Uh, they gave him like a 16 overall value, um, higher than Mitch Haniger. But when you look at his uh, his Fangraphs page, you see he's 19. He's Rule 5 eligible this winter, so he's already been around around for a little while, and he has he did not hit at a ball this year. So, uh, yeah, it's do you want to trade your starting right fielder for a bad outfielder who's making money? Nick Senzel, a failed prospect at least so far, and Edley De La Cruz, who is, I mean, he's an interesting guy. He's number sure. eight on uh, on baseball reference or on uh, MLB pipeline prospect ranks, but he's 19 and he's not projected to be in the big leagues until for the, 2024. For the Reds. Yes, yes, for the Reds. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a prime example of someone not knowing what where the Mariners are right now, and. Uh, <laughs> I, I would assume this is a Reds fan that, that put this together because not only are you taking off the um, horrible contract of Shogo Akiyama, uh, you're also giving the Mariners pennies on the dollar for Mitch Haniger. Uh, 
which I mean, like, and, and I'm, and I'm talking about in terms, I mean, cause this would be fine for a rebuilding Mariners team. That would be a fine mm-hmm. return to get Senzel and, and De La Cruz. But what I mean by pennies on the dollar here is that this makes no sense for a team that's actually trying to contend. This, uh, none of these pieces have any value to the Mariners, really. I mean, Senzel is interesting as like a utility guy. And like you said, if, if they were rebuilding, then Senzel's probably a guy you take a shot on because there is some yeah. upside there. But Akiyama, no, I would is, like this trade if they were. I would like this trade if they were um, rebuilding, but they're not. <laughs> yeah. So the the value on these two guys is really low to me. Right. And by the way, Akiyama is going to make roughly the same as Hanager this year. So <laughs> Akiyama's thrown in there basically to help the Reds offset Hanager's. Eight million dollar salary. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's so basically the Reds want a massive upgrade to their lineup, but they don't want to pay for anybody with anybody who is going to you know help them help the Mariners before yeah you know twenty twenty three at the earliest, and they want to do it without adding any payroll. Yeah. I just selfish, selfish, selfish Red fans. Why would the Mariners ever accept this? Yeah, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's really, it's really stupid. Um, yeah, like again, I would, I would, it would be fine. I mean, it's not my favorite return for Mitch Haniger in terms of just like even if they were rebuilding. But if this came across the ticker, you know, two years ago or some, sure, okay. Um, but yeah, now no, the, the none of these players help me really. You know, Sinzel maybe, but Sinzel has. <laughs> Here's his WRC pluses. I just looked him up on fan graphs for the last three years. 87 in 2019, 54 in 2020, 72 in 2021. And he played 104 games in 2019, uh, 25 or sorry, 23 in 2020 and 36 in 2021. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nick Senzel is the guy the trade. Mariners. <laughs> Nixon Zell's the guy the Mariners go trade like Drew Steckenrider for, and they're like, well, we're taking a shot because we think we can replace Steckenrider. Yeah. If that happens, then fine, whatever. Sure. <laughs> but for Mitch Haniger, <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> just just no. Do better, Reds fan. Do better. All right. Yeah. Um, so next up here, let's go with uh, uh, Mariners Marlins. We have... Kyle Lewis, uh-huh. Noel V. Marte, and Taylor Trammell for Sandy Alcantara. <laughs> so let me um, reiterate the, the trade package again here. It's Noel V. Marte, it's uh, Kyle Lewis, and Taylor Trammell. Yep. It's just those three guys mm-hmm. for Alcantara. Uh, yeah, that's uh, low balling the uh, <laughs> the Marlins there. Um, Alcantara is probably like if we're being realistic here, Alcantara is pro- you're probably gonna have to trade Julio for Alcantara or Kelnick. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. It's like I, I just I don't see the Marlins moving off of him. Uh, he's the second half of 2021 was incredible for him, and uh, he he's starting to develop into a true ace down there and they're looking to compete now uh i think with a pretty decent offseason the marlins could be pretty solid in 2022 
Um, probably a lot better than people are expecting. So I honestly, I don't even really see them entertaining the uh, trading Alcantara. Uh, but mm-hmm. if they do, it's going to take Kelnick or Julio. He's yeah. Like the guy looks like a, a future ace. He's only 26 and he's already trending yeah. in that direction. I just over 200 innings pitched. Um, this year and in 2019, his last full season, uh, obviously 2020, nobody had a full season, but uh, in 2019, he yeah. threw 197 innings. So this is a, a, like a true workhorse here. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's just. It, it's like, look, don't get me wrong. I, I love the pitcher. Yeah. He's just not available, guys. He's not going to be available. And that sucks. Well, he's not going to be available for that. <laughs> for sure. Right. I mean, what's interesting is when you look at the you look at trade values, there's there were quite a few, you know, Marlins trade for Kyle Lewis type of deals. And and mm-hmm. I get it from the Marlins standpoint. Lewis makes a little bit of sense. They need some outfield help and, and he's young and affordable. Um, but like if you're the Mariners, what are the you know, what are you trading Kyle Lewis to the Marlins for that helps you more than potentially Kyle Lewis? Yeah, you know I mean? like it would have to be all all contra, really, or like um, Pablo Lopez, Pablo Lopez as well. Yeah, um, That's yeah, about one it. of those two guys. Like, I wouldn't trade Kyle Lewis for six of Sanchez. Like, I'm not gonna no. do that. I'm not gonna trade him for Rogers. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I. It would have to be, you know, and obviously it wouldn't just be Kyle Lewis for Pablo Lopez straight up, or Kyle Lewis for uh, Alcantara straight up, but. Um, he would be, you know, a leading piece in that. Let me ask you this real quick before we hop on over to our next segment. Um, would you trade Julio Rodriguez for Sandy Alcantara plus Julio plus something? No, Sandy Alcantara. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm probably with you on that. It's just uh, we we talked about this yesterday with Julio as well that it just he kind of feels untouchable, as untouchable as a prospect can get. And I just don't know. Like, I love Alcantara. Don't get me wrong. And I love the trend that he's going on right now. Um, I, don't, I don't know if Alcantara is there yet for me to trade Julio. Yeah. I mean, like, Julio, Julio, Julio's a special piece, you know? And that's like, right. if you're going like, to trade that piece, you, it, it's got to be for something pretty amazing. Yeah. And I just, again, I love Alcantara, but I just, eh. yeah. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's like if the Mariners decided to do that, I would trust their judgment. Um, sure. Yeah. You know, and, and I agree with I would, that. I would be absolutely bummed to, ha- to, to lose Julio. But at the same time, mm-hmm. to be honest, I wouldn't care that much because Sandy Alcantara, like I said, I think he's going to be an ace. He's got three years of club control left. He's only 26. Sure. And, uh, you know, it's the Mariners pitching development. I mean, it's, it's hard not to get it's excited whenever they acquire a pitcher, but. Uh, for me, yeah. would I do it? No, I, I would, I would, I would, you know, try the the three number threes instead of the trying to acquire the number one at that point. Mm. Yeah, I I hear you on that. All right, so we're gonna talk about more trades in just a moment, but real quick, uh, just want to remind you that this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by RockAuto.com. 
With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store whereas with Rock Auto, it's only $216. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there, how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Every day we are free and available on all platforms. Be sure to tell your friends, family, all those fine folks that are Mariners fans out there that want to learn more about the team this offseason. Going to have a lot of good offseason content coming your way, especially once the World Series ends and we can actually focus on Jerry's season. So, Colby, before all that madness starts, you know, of course, there's going to be more trade proposals and all these fan-made, off-season plans, et cetera. Let's get into more of these trade proposals here on trade uh, on BaseballTradeValues.com. Do you have anything good, potentially, to go over? Or is this all just kind of in the mediocre realm like we saw in the first segment? The uh, <laughs> the Lewis and, and uh, Marte trade for Alcantara might be the best one I found. So, oh, boy. Oh, boy. I mean, yeah, I just... Like, here's one I don't get. Okay. It's another team that doesn't get where the Mariners are, even though this guy's favorite team, I'm assuming, uh, was looking up at the Mariners in the in the standings all year. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, okay. Yep. I understand yeah, so, who this might be. <laughs> uh, it's the Mariners. It's Seattle and, and Cleveland. Um, so the Mariners would give up Kyle Lewis, popular name on here. And Emerson okay. Hancock, mm-hmm. they would get Josh and Bo Naylor. What? And, and Ahmed Rosario. What? Oh, man. It's like, I was like, <sighs> I was like, okay, but, Kyle Lewis and Emerson Hancock, this is probably going to be a Jose Ramirez tread. Uh, <laughs> no, it was not. No, it is not. It is not. Um, okay. I don't know what Josh Naylor did this year, to be quite honest with you. I know that Bo is, is not having a great time down on the minors lately. Um, what value What value do, do either one of those guys add, um, particularly Josh, since he's at the major league level? And then um, uh, Ahmed Rosario... Is someone that we've been asked about, which I like him. He's a fine player, you know. Uh, but for Kyle Lewis and Emerson Hancock, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's like. By the way, uh, Josh Naylor is at two fifty three, three hundred one, three ninety nine this year. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Nah, so basically, I'm trading Kyle Lewis and Emerson Hancock for Ahmed Rosario. Ahmed Rosario. I mean, 
like, look, Bo Naylor is, is, is a nice prospect, but he, there's no getting around. He struggled this year. Um, yeah. like hard. And Josh Naylor is a former first round pick. Who's only 24, but yeah. you know, he's, he's got, you know, t- about a year's, a full year's worth of at bats played appearances, 633. And he's at 250, 306, 389. It, it, it's. Yeah. That's like, like how- in, wasn't like power supposed to be one of his calling cards? It's just yeah, not there. It's fun story. Uh, I I did see Josh Naylor crack the glass of the former Hit It Here Cafe in batting practice this year. Um, oh yeah, like uh, just a, a miss. Oh yeah, I remember right. seeing the tweet about that. Yeah, yeah that that was Naylor. Um, so I saw that. Uh, and so yeah, I mean, batting practice power is is neat, <laughs> but. But he's not a good outfielder. He's not a good base runner. Um, he can hit the ball hard, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't walk enough to to put up a respectable on base yet. And and you know the sl- the power hasn't come. So Seattle's basically trading, you know, one of their best pitching prospects. Um, like basically, you almost have to look at this deal as Hancock for Josh and Bo Naylor. Which no thanks. I'd rather have Hancock. Um, and then Lewis for Rosario. And I like Rosario. He's an interesting player, but yeah, he's he's not better than Lewis in center field. He's not better than JP at shortstop. He's not doesn't have the bat to play third. So yeah. you know, and also he only played eighteen games in center field. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I just <clears throat> Rosario's a nice player, but like, is he better than Kyle Lewis? No. So Seattle just lose both both ends of this trade. Yeah, yeah, that's a. Uh... It's a very favorable trade for Cleveland. It is. All right. So I wish I could say they get better, but um, oh boy, <laughs> maybe. All right. Let me give you. I'm going to save one at least semi-interesting one for the last segment here. Let me give you the one uh-huh. that really made me, you know, scratch my head a little bit here. Uh, well, okay. there's two of those left, but anyways. Uh huh. Two of these trades, believe it or not, surprise, surprise, are between the Rays and the Mariners. Here's the first one. Oh, all right. The Mariners trade Mitch Haniger and Kyle Lewis, of course. Oh, God. All right, sure. To the Rays Seems for... Seems to be a trend. <laughs> to the Rays for Vidal Brujan. For two major league outfielders? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, like starting caliber major league outfielders? Uh... <laughs> Yeah, no, no. Also, like, wouldn't the Rays want, like, some money or something to take on Mitch Hanniger's $8.5 million? Obviously, that's not a lot, but for the Rays, that is. Just, uh, like... Yeah, I mean... Like, the, uh, like look. Bruhan, Bruhan uh, came up this year. He played 10 games. He was worth negative .5 F4 <laughs> in 10 games. Just ten games. Yeah, that's twenty six like, plate appearances, and he was worth mm-hmm. <laughs> negative half a win. How is that possible? I don't. I like I said. I really like Brujan. Yeah, he's one of my favorite prospects. I, I you know, but he's twenty three, and the overwhelming odds are that is that he cannot help the Mariners in twenty twenty two, particularly because the Mariners are trying to win. Yeah. In 2022. So if he can't help your team win, 
then it doesn't make sense to trade Mitch Haniger, who we know can help the team win, and Kyle Lewis, who, if he's healthy, we feel pretty confident is going to help this team win. So I guess I'm just sitting here like, like, wouldn't it make more sense if this was like Hancock for Brujan? Like, you know what I mean? Like prospect yeah. for prospect. Well, it, also, it, helps, it also helps the Rays get a man off of their 40 man. Mm-hmm. So, right. And that's going to be an issue for them. Like, honestly, honestly, if, if the Mariners just traded like Kyle Lewis for Brujan straight up, I could understand why. Yeah, I would, I would get that. But for Hanniger pl- plus Lewis, that's uh, just a lot, man. For, you know, a guy that, like you said, is just not going to help you next year, probably. I mean, you can't bank on it. Like, he might help you, but you can't bank on that. But here's the which deal. I mean, for, for... Which, I mean, you're kind of doing with Lewis as well, right? Like Jerry said, like, right. you know, we're looking at what Lewis brings to us as a bonus. So, and that, and that adds some weight to what you were saying. Like, if it was Lewis for Bruhan, then sure, cool, whatever. Uh, that makes sense. Um, but you add... Hanniger on top of that, who's now you got two holes in your outfield. Obviously, Bruhan can play some outfield, but like you're losing a lot of value in Hanniger. Right. You feel confident that Hanniger is going to be like a 110 to 120 WRC plus guy. Yeah. Like and he's going to be a three. I feel pretty. Right. And I feel pretty confident that Lewis, if he's healthy, is going to be at least a league average bat and a yeah. league average center fielder. I think he's at least a two win player, if not probably closer to three, if he plays enough games. But so it's like I'm trading six wins in 2022 for maybe two wins. If Brujan is decent, yeah. like I just, what's the point? <laughs> the Mariners are going for it. People, they're not going to make these type of trades. So, you know, maybe if you want to, I mean, there's the thing, like, even if you're like, okay, well, let's say it's, it's, it's Hanniger and, and, and Lewis for Brujan and who's the, and that makes this trade make sense. Yeah, Cause it's, it's not like Austin Meadows. I mean, no, <laughs> it's not Ryan Yarborough. Like that's no, cause you still have to replace, you still have two. you just created two holes in your lineup because you can't yep. count on Brujan to, to be the solution to one of those holes. If you can't yep. count, Kyle Lewis as a solution, and Jerry's already said they're not going to do that. Then you certainly can't do it for Brujan. So this trade, it just, yeah, ugh. yeah, very just good not points. well thought out. All right, we're going to look at the final two trades in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder: this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers. Offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, four trades down, two to go. Colby, what do you got for me? All right. Um. So let's let's start with the. We'll save the last raise trade for last here. Um. Okay. So Mariners Yankees. Mm-hmm. Simple one for one swap. Okay. 
The Mariners trade Emerson Hancock. Okay. To the Yankees for Glaber Torres. Hmm. It's not terrible. I'll say that. Um, kind of depends on how you feel about Torres. Yeah, which and really right Hancock, now, honestly, right now not great. But Hancock, of course, has probably lost some value naturally because of the shoulder issues. There's going to be teams that are hesitant to trade for him because of that, um, or to value him that the way that the Mariners are probably going to value him. Um, Torres has been uh, not great for the last two years, to put it lightly. Um, but there's definitely, you know, we've seen the ceiling there on 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 him, and that's you know pretty pretty darn good player, you know, three win, two and a half win player. Uh, but he hasn't been that this, you know, last two years. Um, particularly the the power numbers have just completely gone out of the window. Um, he slugged three sixty six this year, and three sixty six. 368 in 2020 as well. He's hit 12 home runs in that time, and that's coming off of a 38 home run season and a 24 home run season. So no clue what what's really happened there. He's not a good defender. Uh, I mean, yeah, eh. like we've talked about Torres some, and, you know, the sentiment has always been, you know, if they did trade for him, fine, but, like, you need something better in the infield to pair with him. Like, you would need to have a you know, uh, Jose Ramirez or Chris Bryant or someone like that to pair with him. Like you couldn't go into next year feeling great about Glaber Torres and Abraham Toro at second and third. Um, yeah, for for Hancock, I, I just I feel like Hancock would be more valuable helping you get something else in a in a package than trading him one for one for a Glaber Torres who certainly ceiling there. There's a lot of potential there, but I don't know if I want to bank on that right now and um again if if it's later in the off season maybe and maybe you have a really nice piece at third base that you feel good about you know torres is like the third best bat that you had or even the fourth uh sure but eh, i don't know it's just the 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 last two years are pretty scary yeah if I if I could guarantee you that Torres was going to come out and just hit his career average, which is two sixty eight, three thirty eight, four fifty six, mm-hmm. which uh, career one thirteen WRC plus, do you make the trade for three years of that? Yeah, I'd probably trade trade Anderson Hancock for that. Yeah, I think I would too. Yeah, but unfortunately, he came out this year and and honestly, the batting average and on base were right in line, two fifty nine, three thirty one, so about seven to nine point difference there. Uh, the big difference is the slugging. In the last two years, he's slugged 368 and 366 after yeah. slugging 480 and 535 in his first two years. So, yeah. where's the power gone? He actually walks at a decent clip. He doesn't strike yeah. out that much. Like, yeah. I, I'm still convinced there's a good player somewhere in Glaber Torres. The question is can the Mariners get that figured out in 2022? Because they need that to happen. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's, look. It's it's kind of the discussion that we've had with the Matt Chapman thing, uh, in a way. It's like, yeah, obviously there's this high ceiling. Obviously Chapman's been a historically a better player than Torres, but um, similar idea in the sense that you know we've seen that ceiling. But I don't want to trade for a player that was you know or I don't want to trade for that player that you know existed in 2018. I want to trade for the, you know I want to evaluate this player as they have played for the last two years. 
right? And I want to look at it like that. And you have to look at Torres from the last two years. You cannot look at Torres and be and look at 2018, 2019 and be like, that's the player that I'm absolutely getting back. Like you have to accept the risk here and you have to evaluate it as such. And it's just uh, right. Yeah. And that's also and they all, the same could also be said for Hancock. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, personally, I think the Yankees are going to roll it back at least one more year with, with Torres. Um, that, that's an interesting one. I think you can have some discussion there. And yeah, yeah, like you said, you have to factor in the last two years for for Torres, and he played in 169 games. Nice. Um, <laughs> so it, you know, it's roughly a full season when you combine 2020 and 2021. And he had 12 home runs, 15 stolen bases, and he had about a league average 100 WRC plus give or take a few yeah. percentage points. So it's just, it, he's, he was worth about two wins. Mm-hmm. So that's just a, you know, an everyday second baseman, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but I think if you're trading Hancock, you're open for a little bit more. Well, because you're also hoping that Hancock could potentially develop into an ace. You know, that's a legitimate conversation that's being had about him. Yeah. So, um, and, I mean, it's just you like, know, obviously it hasn't, you re- it hasn't gotten off to a great start, you know, for sure. And, yeah. um, and you got, and you can't be scared to trade your prospects, of course, as well. But no. uh, I just, I don't know if I'm ready to give up on Hancock in that sense yet, where I'm trading him for a player that might hit, might not hit, in the yeah. way that I want it's, them to. Sure. You know, I think what we're saying here is, go ahead and add Clint Frazier, and we can talk. Uh, <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah, no, that, that's that's probably the most interesting one we got. Yeah. All right. I like that one. So, yeah, now it's time for <laughs> uh, somebody who I'm going to assume doesn't understand the entirety of of the situation he's trying to create a trade out of. So, Mariners raise. Uh-huh. The Mariners would trade Zach Deloach, Emerson Hancock, Andres Munoz, and Juan Tain for... Tyler Glass now, who's probably not going to throw a pitch in 2022. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so yeah. is one year, one year in 2023, you have to pay him in 2022. Grant, keep in mind, you're probably going to have to pay him $4 or $5 million. So is one year in 2023, coming off of Tommy John surgery, of Tyler Glass now, is that worth Zach Deloach, Emerson Hancock, Andres Munoz, and Juan Tain? I'm going to say no. If, yeah, look, uh <laughs> if you're going to if you're going to try to um craft a trade proposal for Tyler Glass now, I suggest just not doing it because um usually doesn't turn out so well <laughs> for a lot of folks. Uh I would uh yeah, I'm I'm just going to say no to this one. It's just uh it's, it, that's boy, That's bad for a year of for one year of Tyler Glass now, which isn't even going to be this year, it's going to be next year, and you have no idea what kind of pitcher you're getting back off of Tommy John. <laughs> like, you know, I would trade more than Evan White for him, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't do a whole lot more than that. <laughs> yeah, that just seems like uh, just, just no, just no. Um, it's like I, I've ta- I've thought about glass now as kind of like a, you know, a stash basically. Um, 
but never in my wildest dreams did I think about giving up, you know, a top 100 guy like Emerson Hancock and, and, you know, a major league quality reliever in Munoz and a pretty good outfield prospect uh, for, for glass now who maybe comes back and pitches at the end of last year. But anyway, you want to slice it, you're going to get like 22, 25 starts out of him max. So, and yeah. you don't even know what those any, the those starts are going to right. look like, what those innings are going to look like when he's coming off of Tommy John. So, like, you might only get like ten quality starts out of him, if that. Yeah, yeah, and and, and this I'm assuming Rays fan thinks that he can get Zach Deloach and, and Emerson Hancock for that. Uh, no, like he might get Zach Deloach straight up, <laughs> like maybe, but even that. I'm like, yeah, even that, like from the Mariners perspective, that's a lot of risk that you're assuming. Like it's, yeah, I'm not, I just, I'm personally, I I wouldn't touch fan. Yeah. Personally, I I wouldn't touch glass now right now. I just don't see the point. What's the point in trading for him right now? Revisit that next year. I mean, look, if you, if you, if they say, Hey, we'll take one ten for him. Fine. Whatever. Sure. Like, okay. But they're like, oh yeah, no, it's we're told because there's a decent chance they non-tender him. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they will, but the Rays are incredibly cheap, and are they going to want to pay six million dollars to a guy who's not going to throw a pitch next year? No. So, do I think they'll maybe shop him? Yeah, but it's like, like I'm not touching anybody probably higher than than Juan Tain on on my prospect list, like. He's still that high for you, though, right? <laughs> like he's still uh, in the no, teens really. for you. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't think so. I don't have okay. my list pulled up for him. I mean, like it's it. Like I wouldn't trade Bryce Miller for him. Yeah. As crazy as that sounds, I mean, I'll, I'll trade. I'll trade Taylor Dollard or Cade Marlowe. Even Cade Marlowe. <laughs> but you know, it's just like, come on, what what are you doing? I mean, I, 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 I would probably I would probably trade the twenty four year old outfield prospect that hasn't played above high A. <laughs> like, um, for, for excuse Tyler. me, he played at Double A last year. Oh yeah, Thank that's right. He, he he did play some Double A. He, he got into. Don't AA. you be? He played forty two <laughs> games at Double A. Did he actually? And he po- yes, I, and I he posted he only a whopping like ten or twenty. <laughs> no, he posted a whopping three oh seven slugging percentage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and a 333 on base so uh okay don't yeah. you dare be smart hey that is top 30 mariner prospect Cade marlowe <laughs> according to mlb pipeline which i'm gonna say no to but good effort guys uh all right <laughs> that's uh, that certainly lived up to the uh to the entertainment value i think uh that's gonna do wait, it for wait, today's wait, episode wait. of hold Lock- on hold on oh. hold on wait, oh, wait, okay wait. okay i need to make a correction here okay Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Apologies. That was Patrick Frick, who we like, who hit 307 with a 307 slugging percentage in double. Oh, okay. In okay. fact, Cade Marlowe made it to triple A for one game. Oh, okay. Uh, and he apparently went, uh, let's see. He had a 750 on base and a 1,000 slugging. Went two for three with a walk and a stolen base. Oh, okay, so um, Kate Marlowe is better than Julio Rodriguez. Is what you're saying? I mean, effectively, yes. But <laughs> okay. he did not make it to Double A actually. So oh, he did okay. play. He did stop an A ball. Okay, uh, so a, I was right. Ball. 
I was right. Yeah. So there you I there mean, you go. There you go. Broken clocks and whatnot. I f- <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm I'm bound to get one here and there. All right. Well, that's uh that's going to do it for uh, today's episode of Locked On Mariners. Just as I was saying before Colby Colby rudely interrupted me. <laughs> Thank you, you gotta so much. Got to get the facts straight, man. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, thank you for admitting that you were wrong for once in your life i didn't say that well you you pretty much did your eyes did though they can't see it i can't either to be honest with you thank you so much for joining us here on uh locked on mariners for colby patton i'm tidy gonzalez be sure to give us a follow on twitter at lo underscore mariners you can follow me at dane gonzalez that's d-a-n-e g-n-z-l-z and colby at cpat11 that's c-p-a-t-1-1 you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode thank you again for making locked on mariners your first listen of the day every day we'll be back tomorrow with what if wednesday where we'll ponder the question what if the mariners do sign marcus simeon should be a lot of fun. Now, make your second listen of the day locked on MLB, where Paul Francis Sullivan, and please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the Major League's present and past. It's free and available on all platforms. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow.